All right, Whoopi. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Civil War, the uh, internment camps in uh, that, that happened uh, after World War II of the Japanese people, or during World War II, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also going to be talking about Jim Crow laws. So, what do you have to say about those? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited to get out there. What I just want to say is the truth is that uh, really we we talk about this as if race had anything to do with it, and and it, it, race had nothing to do with any of this. It was it was just really all about a lack of humanity. So that's the stance that I'm going to take, uh, and I'm going to take it publicly. And well, uh, Whoopi, are you sure that's such a good idea? I mean, all those things pretty clearly had something to do with race. Uh, no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it live on air, uh, and then I'm going to get a bunch of backlash for it, maybe, uh, and then I'm going to put out an apology. Uh, and then after that apology, I'm going to arrange to go on Stephen Colbert's show and sort of apologize, but also stand by exactly what I said on the show. So that's my plan. Uh, sound good? Sounds great. Great luck with that. <laughs> and seeing guys, welcome to Will and Amala Live. I took a moment to step into the life of Whoopi Goldberg, and I must say, I don't ever want to be Whoopi Goldberg ever again. (laughs) Uh, I hope you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday. Today's been quite a busy day for us, but we've got a lot of controversy to talk about. Now, we didn't talk about the whole Whoopi Goldberg situation yesterday because it was playing out. We wanted to see what was going to happen. There was a lot of heat on virtually every single social media platform over what Whoopi Goldberg said on The View. Now, if you guys have been, I don't know, living under a rock or you're you're mentally stable and haven't been going on social media and you lead a healthy lifestyle, unlike myself and Taylor, you probably uh, didn't see this video. But let, let's let's take a look at what Whoopi had to say about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe well, no, it's about a different it's, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, and race. It's and but these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black people how, see them as white people? But, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, it's ha- everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God. Okay, let's pause there. You know what? This, this really took me on a roller coaster. Uh, a roller coaster that I was begging the operator to, to take me off of. Uh, yet I, I still remain on it. <laughs> there were so many things said here. First of all, uh, she leads with, now let's be truthful. I mean, that's a really confident thing to say before you say some whack stuff like this. Let's be truthful, she says. And she says the Holocaust was not about race. I'm just confused. I'm like, am I improperly educated on on the, the proceedings of the Holocaust? Because if I remember correctly, uh, uh, a, a Mr. Adolf Hitler wrote really in depth about the strength and superiority of of the Aryan race uh and uh that was his view and and a large driving factor behind the holocaust happening so to hear that it's not about race it it sort of just baffles me but then she goes on to make a point that would seemingly be a conservative point and she says well these things aren't about race but uh that they are about a lack of humanity uh which is an argument that we make a a lot of times when it comes to the argument towards uh of leftists saying that 
America's racist and that, that black people are oppressed in America and say, you know, just because there's a few people who sort of uh, lack humanity doesn't mean that the whole situation is racist. So this sort of took me all over the place. And I heard her say, you know, uh, the Holocaust was not about race. And immediately one of the co-hosts goes, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure about that? I think all four of them were just like, I don't know what to say in this situation because uh, I, I maybe they could feel they could feel her stepping into the hot water on this on this particular situation. Yeah, I was kind of like, go not the longer she went on, you could just feel the tension kind of rising of like, oof. But yeah, she made a whoopsie. What can we say? Whoopie made a whoopsie. <laughs> she tends to do that a lot. She puts her foot in her mouth on this show quite often with making arguments that are just completely unfounded, not based in fact whatsoever. And something else that I noticed here, and I talked about this today uh, on OAN, it did a, a segment about this. Uh, her view of race is clearly just so so simple the only thing that that says race to whoopi goldberg is the color of your skin and we're going to find out more about that later because she she explains exactly why she made this statement uh but yeah it's clearly clearly a misunderstanding uh, but a misunderstanding that she spoke very very confidently about on the show so of course this sparked a lot of controversy people on the left and the right were coming after her saying no girl i you're wrong on this one people who said you know whoopi i usually like you girl but what you just said, that's wrong. Uh, so she felt the heat and she released this on Twitter and said, on today's show, I said the Holocaust, quote, is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man, end quote. I should have said it is about both. Yep. Uh, as uh, Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, Quote, the Holocaust was about the Nazi systemic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. End quote. I stand corrected. She goes on to say the Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused written with my sincerest apologies. Whoopi Goldberg. Now, this is an all right apology. What do you rate this out of 10, Taylor? Uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe a six and a half. It, it seems sincere enough. Sure. I give it a strong, I give it a strong eight even. Okay. She mentioned that she was sorry. She corrected uh, what uh, she had said. She took criticism from people uh, who are, you know, members of the Anti-Defamation League and yeah, came, came forward and said my sincerest apologies. But the story doesn't end there, ladies, because we are on. Ladies and gentlemen, because we're on a roller coaster and roller coasters don't always go up. Sometimes they go back down <laughs> and Whoopi decided, or at least maybe the network decided, I think they maybe frantically went at this and said, oh no, we don't want her to get canceled. What can we do? What can we do? We need to address this as soon as possible. That very same night, Whoopi got on the Stephen Colbert show to address what she had said. And here's this clip. Have you, have you come to understand that the Nazis saw it as race? Well, because they might, like, well, asking the Nazis, they would say, yes, it's a racial issue. Well, see, this is what's interesting to me, because the Nazis lied. It wasn't. They, they had issues with ethnicity, not with race, because most of the Nazis were white people, and most of the people they were attacking were white people. So to me, I'm thinking, how can you, how can you say it's about race if you are fighting each other? So... It all really began because I said, how will children, how will we explain to children what happened in Nazi Germany? This wasn't 
I said, this wasn't racial. This was about white on white. And everybody said, no, 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 it was racial. And so that's what this all came from. So once again, don't write me anymore. I know how you feel. <laughs> okay, I already know. I get it. And uh, I'm going to take your word for it and never bring it up again. We have to take a quick break, uh, but stick around. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> Notice how she didn't get pressed too hard on that response. Uh, there could have been a real hard press on what she just said. But no, she gets the pass. She gets the pass for that. I will take your word for it. Does that sound very genuine at all? Does that really sound like she she has taken in the criticism and gone, okay, yeah, I was wrong on that statement? Not to me, it doesn't. No, after watching that, it's like, did, were you the one that wrote your apology? Probably not. It was right. probably a PR firm that tweeted from your account something exactly. that was a good apology. Um, but if you hear her speak again about her very words, she basically doubled down on her original position. Yes. She basically just said, I heard you guys. Shut up. Stop talking to me about it. I understand your viewpoint, but I have my viewpoint and it's not changing, which is fine. If that if that's the case and you've heard all the criticism from everybody telling you that this is about race and your views have not changed, you still say it's not. Totally totally fine. Uh, nobody can make you change the way you think about something if you don't want to, but be honest about it and don't put out a fake apology on Twitter uh, to get your audience back and make sure you stay on the view uh, and then completely go back downhill by going on Stephen Colbert. Right, exactly. I mean, and, and of course she gets the this, this softball from Stephen Colbert. He he could, it's it was com completely evident in that moment that she's not withdrawing her original comments. Right. He should have taken her to task over that, but of course, he's not going to. Yeah, I think it went. She said that on the show. They got off stage and went, yikes, you got to mm -hmm. do something about that. An apology was put out by some assistant who gets her coffee, probably. And uh, then they called Stephen Colbert because he's a friend and they wanted to clean this up. And it most likely will be cleaned up. It will just never be talked about again. But what are your thoughts on the Whoopi Goldberg situation? Uh, and maybe we'll put out a poll on this. Do you accept Whoopi Goldberg's apology? Yes or no? Do you simply not even care? Uh, and and should we just let Whoopi get a pass or, or should she be taken a task for the things that she said? Now, one more debate that has been sparked from this whoopee controversy is the debate about Roseanne Barr. For those of you who don't know Roseanne Barr, she's a very famous com comedian. She had a show called Roseanne that she was the star of. I remember watching her in my childhood. Uh, but I saw that her name was trending with Whoopi Goldberg's name. And I thought, OK, what's going on here? And where Whoopi Goldberg had made this comment and was able to put out a fake apology and then go on Stephen Colbert to attempt to clean it up and double down on her words. Roseanne Barr, who had made uh, quite a similar faux pas, but a little different. Uh, if you guys don't remember, Roseanne Barr had gotten on Twitter and she attacked somebody who happened to be a black woman and wrote a tweet. And this is not the nicest tweet ever, uh, sort of comparing her and saying, if the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes had a baby, it would equal this woman. Uh, so the Internet went crazy on Roseanne Barr and immediately she was canceled. A show that was supposed to be rebooted and put back on the air was taken off the air. She was fired. And now she just leads a normal life and no longer does anything in entertainment due to this one tweet that she put out uh, criticizing this woman and, and bullying her. Uh, so... Is this 
comparable? Uh, should these situations be treated differently? I'm seeing a lot of people saying, well, if Roseanne Barr was fired, we should fire Whoopi. And I don't tend to fall on that side of the aisle. I think both of them should be uh, given leniency when it comes to these things. You make mistakes. You say things uh, that are not well received. People do it all the time. Uh, and what we do is grow and progress from those things. It shouldn't uh, eliminate your livelihood and what you do for work because you've said something stupid. Yeah. And this, that's what's, uh, I don't know, tragic about this whole situation is that on, on neither side was justice served where either person allowed to grow. One person was canceled mm -hmm. and the other person, it was completely glossed over by the yep. media. And so there's, it's like a double standard on both sides of it. And what should have happened should be, both of them should be taken to task mm -hmm. for their comments, mm -hmm. should be demanded to apologize. And then they should, and then they should learn. And then we should, you know, move on with our lives and not make such a big deal about things. But instead you get you get if you have the correct left leaning you know view of race and everything then it's like okay well we'll 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 sweep this anti-semitism under the rug and mm -hmm. uh, if it's someone who airs on the opposite side of the aisle then it's like oh well that was the worst possible thing i saw in the comments someone said what if candace owen said the same thing that uh, whoopi said what do you think right. that would that would have been like oh would not go over well whatsoever luckily she wouldn't be canceled by daily wire or anything like that but they would be a, a vastly different response from the internet community at large and i don't even know do what do we think about making people apologize for things i don't even know that i would say that they both need to apologize or put out an apology if you if that is what you think and what you believe i don't want a forced apology from you uh yeah. i kind of want you to just say okay criticism is noted and uh, there we go if you don't truly if you truly believe what you said you don't want to apologize then don't apologize uh but yeah I would love to see some consistency when it comes to cancel culture. Uh, if you're going to go and cancel people and get them fired from their jobs and uh, taken out of their careers, maybe be consistent with that and don't uh, use it to just uh, denounce people who go against your own agenda. Because I think Whoopi Goldberg surface, uh, services the, the woke left so much that she'll be fine. She'll go off scot-free like this and she'll continue to say ridiculous things on The View. We react to The View all the time and Whoopi Goldberg is the star when it comes to ignorance. So, yeah, it's true. And then the sad thing is, like, if you genuinely cared and were outraged by anti-Semitism or the suggestions made by her original comments, mm -hmm. then you would hold her accountable. But yep. because we're sweeping it under the rug, it just shows that you genuinely do not care. Exactly. Exactly. So she got one day to have to deal with this and a fake apology. And now we're moving on. Uh, and you know, guess what? The show is moving on as well. Here is our next story. We are back to the Joe Rogan controversy. People want to keep talking about it, even though my man is staying on Spotify. His episodes are going to continue to go up. Are they going to have disclaimers now? Maybe. Don't know how I particularly feel about that. My instinct is telling me I'm not happy about it, but, you know, to each their own. If, if, if Joe Rogan wants to put disclaimers on his episodes, even though I feel they're not necessary, that is his prerogative. That is Spotify's prerogative. But uh, Brian Stelter, you know him, you dislike him from CNN, uh, decided to show Joe Rogan's explanation video and his response to all this Spotify debacle uh, on his show. And this was his response to Joe Rogan. Narrative is I want to show all kinds of opinions. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and deaths and operations that work hard on verified information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, 
We have attention, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what the, is the heart of this right now. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. Does a single person watching this show right now trust Brian Stelter? Uh, and, and if you do, I don't know what to tell you. There are so many incorrect things said here. I want to go back to his initial comment. Let's 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 hear it again, just so we can hear the uh, complete and utter lunacy. Here we go. Opinions. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. (laughs) Not all opinions are created equal. And he goes on with complete lack of nuance to blame Joe Rogan for the things that are said on his show, even though Joe Rogan is simply a vessel. He's simply the avenue uh, through which people come on the show and speak about the things that they know, the things that they learned and their opinions. So why is any blame being placed on Joe Rogan for this controversy? Even though just he's just the facilitator. He's not coming out and making a statement and saying this is tried and true fact. Also, I am a news outlet and you should trust everything that I'm saying. Joe Rogan is pretty open about about the fact that he is just a man who is curious about the world, who is curious about politics and the economy and lifestyle and health. And he's bringing on people, again, who are experts in the field to discuss these things with him and not only educate him, but educate others and give them a differing perspective. Yeah, and he, he said not all opinions are created equal, but the opinions that he's bringing on to his uh, – Joe Rogan is bringing on to his show are like the most cited cardiologist of all time yes. and the co-inventor of mRNA technology uh, that, that was behind the vaccines that we have. So, And by the way, that's, it's not like that's all Joe Rogan talks about. He's just a guy who has a show and brings experts and interesting people on from all stripes to talk about all, all manner of things, and he never claims to be the type of institution or he never claims to be a journalist and he never claims to be the type of institution that cnn is or that they claim to be which by the way they don't live up to their billing as a an an outlet of journalism with integrity and all this boils down to is that brian stelter slash cnn is butthurt because way more people trust joe rogan Mm -hmm. than them because they have destroyed their credibility over well over a long time but especially the last i don't know five years yeah what they have like one fifth of the views that joe rogan gets on a typical episode not not even it's like i think they get less than one million seven hundred thousand to a million (laughs) and he gets like 11 million see and uh, yeah so i can i can hear the pain in brian stelter's voice that people would like to prefer to watch another ball guy than him <laughs> uh, and I think that's exactly what it is here and to to talk about trust and people trusting Joe Rogan of course people trust Joe Rogan more than they trust your media outlet it's simply ridiculous and what they should have showed in that Joe Rogan video is when Joe Rogan said you know what sometimes on my show I get things wrong and I admit that I get things wrong but I try my best to be truthful and to find people of differing perspectives so that we can get to what is objective so we can get to what is true can Brian Stelter get on his show and stay and say the same? Absolutely not. And Brian Stelter certainly does not apologize when he says something wrong. There's no accountability. There's no redaction. Uh, so it's it's no there's no world uh, to me that people support CNN more than they support Joe Rogan, somebody who's actually bringing in differing dispe- perspectives. And Joe Rogan even brought CNN's health contributor, Sanjay Gupta, their doctor, onto his show for a full interview where we watched Sanjay tap dance around the real answers to the questions to not show his political bias. So where is the controversy? 
such a good point. Your own doctor from your yes. network was on Joe Rogan, and you're sitting here complaining about how he doesn't have credible people on. Right. And look, Joe Rogan's method for quote like veras verifying his information and fact checking is he makes statements or he has people on to bring statements, and then they're out in the world and and they get scrutinized they get analyzed uh cnn and the cdc and all these like institutional elite class their method is just trust us we're the experts we know we silenced all the other experts that right. disagree with us and don't correspond to our narrative but we're the experts that you should listen to and oh we're not going to take any specific uh claims that are made on the podcast and and show you the evidence that refutes them yeah. we're just going to say complain about how oh that's he's he's not a journalist he's not approved he doesn't have the elite branding that we all have and so you shouldn't be listening to him it's like yeah. and people can can sniff through that and that's why he has 10 times more viewership than you yeah it's so easy to see through and if you won't have any questions about whether or not cnn is reputable go just watch any single document or video that Project Veritas has on them, and you will know exactly what CNN does behind closed doors, influencing your elections, telling you about your health with unfounded information, putting out death tolls and, and asking, begging for the death tolls to be higher so that they can convince you of their narrative and fear and make you fearful of coming out of your house. That is what CNN does. That is what they are. And uh, that is all that they are trying to do. Uh, so to hear a network like that, especially Brian Stelter, come and lecture about trust is just unbelievable. Now, here's a story uh, of a newspaper that I would like to praise. Uh, it's a newspaper that's not in the U.S., funny enough, uh, but we could use uh, some inspiration from this story here in the U.S. Brian Stelter could use uh, this information and would hopefully be inspired by this, although I doubt it. Uh, this is from Fee.org. Here is the headline. Newspaper apologizes for its covid coverage. I want to say this right. Uh, extra Blade? I don't know how to say the, the name. It's one of Denmark's largest newspapers. And they've now come out and apologized for the coverage that they've done of COVID-19 over these past two years. Here's the quote. For almost two years, we, the press and the population, have been almost hypnotically preoccupied with the authorities and the daily coronados. So everything uh, related to COVID. Uh, the constant mental alertness has worn out tremendously on us all. That is why we, the press, must also take stock of our own efforts and we have failed. How crazy is it to hear that? Because you would never hear that from press virtually on either side of the aisle here in America. It is so biased and they never take accountability for the times that they lie. I'm going to continue to read. We have not been vigilant enough at the Garden Gate when the authorities were required to answer what is actually meant what it actually meant that people are hospitalized with corona and not because of corona because it makes a difference a big difference exactly the official hospitalization numbers have been shown to be 27 percent higher than the actual figures for how many there are in the hospital simply because they have corona we only know that now of course it is first and foremost uh, the authorities who are responsible for informing the population correctly accurately and honestly the figures for how many are sick and died of corona coronavirus should, for obvious reasons, have been published long ago. Uh, this, this has a lot of weight to it. This is a really big admission by this newspaper. And I think they're right. The onus lies first on the authorities who are disseminating this information to people and giving it to newspapers and media outlets. And it's very clear here that they have been lying. There's a big difference uh, between being in the hospital because of coronavirus and being in the hospital 
with coronavirus. And who has been making this point for two years? We have. We have. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, I, this is great. I will proudly look at this and say good job for taking accountability for your actions for actually making a dedicated article to talk about times where you have failed and you have lacked journalistic integrity imagine if every single outlet did that was honest and said you know what we had false information here and we gave you that false information and that false information had greater implications in your lives the lives of your loved ones your friends your kids uh and and that's our fault the media has a lot of blame to take when it comes to this because they're the ones that are supposed to keep you informed. And they're the ones that have instigated this fear that has made everybody hysterical during this time. Right. Their job, you know, they said the first and foremost, it's the job of the authorities, the government, to get their information right. But it's our job as the media to hold them accountable and investigate the claims that they make, investigate the data that they give us. And make sure that what the information that they're giving us is factual because they're using that information to yep. justify locking us down, imposing all these mandates, doing all kinds of things that restrict our liberties. And before you take any of my liberty, you have to show that this is mm -hmm. completely necessary. And the media, rather than doing their job and investigating the facts, they just become the enforcer yep. and the echo chamber for whatever the government decides is the thing. And that is that is totalitarianism. That is a information control that's like 1984 having a ministry of truth. It's like uh, Soviet Russia having uh, owning all the media and the newspapers, yes, Pravda or whatever. And like the, the, you just echo that is it's propaganda. And they've they are basically admitting we've been propaganda for the government on behalf of the government rather than being journalists. And yep. we're turning around. I wish that would happen in our country. I well. know. It's just it's so crazy to see somebody do it right. Somebody do it right. Like this, again, the largest newspaper in Denmark. We should see the same over here. But instead, people are attacking Joe Rogan and the doctors that he brings on for COVID information and a lot of COVID information that is completely accurate because they've studied it. I mean, Peter McCullough was asked and put on a task force for COVID when it first got announced to work on preventative measures for for the illness. And, and it's just so wild to see people who can look up these credentials and hear the words straight from the horse's mouth and then go, oh, I don't trust you. Joe Rogan's not a doctor. <laughs> uh, speaking of trustworthy sources, have a quick super, hat, super chat here from Robert. It says, mm -hmm. shows like yours give people like us living in some of the worst cities in America hope that tomorrow will be better. Love the show and dialogue. Oh, I'm so glad we could do that for you. We are in Los Angeles, one of the worst cities in America. <laughs> so we are sharing uh, that struggle with you. You do not struggle alone. <laughs> We're in a state of emergency here, guys. It's we such really an emergency are. that we our uh, officials wear their masks through the entire Super Bowl game. Or, I mean, right. uh, NFC Championship game. Just kidding, they don't. Just kidding, they don't. The the powers that be. But it's an emergency. Yes, it's an emergency, uh, but not for me. Rules for thee, but not for me when it comes to our higher-ups here in Los Angeles and in California, which I'm sure you've seen that story, but we won't go into because we can't talk about the man himself. But that's all right, because you all know what I'm talking about. And you know what I'm saying. One other uh, comment here from Asher says, it's not as fun when Will or Amalo is gone, either one of them, which is true. We know it. But where's Will today? We, sh we should state it for the record. Will's in Germany today. Uh, he's hanging out. I don't know exactly what Will's doing because Will has not sent us any videos of what he's doing. <laughs> Will, if you're out there, send us a video. Will, if you're out there. holding up a newspaper to make sure that you're still alive. Yeah, if you haven't been captured by the German female police force, uh, 
please send us a video and let us know that you are alive and well. And uh, yeah. He's gallivanting around Europe somewhere, but he will be back soon. And he w- and we'll get a video update from him this week. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, now, guys, we're going to get into our next story, but I want you guys to know that we are on a new channel today. Will and Amwell Live channel on YouTube. Go search it up. Go subscribe. Eventually, we're going to be exclusively streaming over there. We're also cutting our show into clips and posting it for you because a lot of you said, man, I cannot sit for an hour and listen to you talk. Totally get it. I can't sit for an hour and listen to myself talk so you guys go to will and i'm alive subscribe there you already got us to 8k subscribers and it's nearly been two weeks not even two weeks yet so please go and boost it up go subscribe and leave a comment on our streams as well now let's get into the last bit of COVID news here uh this is from the epic times Hershey's is firing unvaccinated employees. So this has just begun. The story broke today that Hershey's Co. has been firing office workers who have declined to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And this is unfortunate because we saw the OSHA mandate go out saying that if you are a company that has 100 employees or more, you have to get them vaccinated. And if they are not, uh, you know, that you can fire them. And we saw that go to the Supreme Court and we saw the Supreme Court say this is unconstitutional. We got that famous uh, that famous phrasing from Sotomayor saying that there was 100,000 kids in the hospital on ventilators and all that stuff, all that BS. So we went through all that turmoil, all that discussion uh, for for really something that should not be a conversation. It should not be a conversation as to whether or not we can mandate medical treatments for people should not be a discussion. But we went through it and we got out on the other end of all the stupidity. And they said, you know what? It's not constitutional. And now Hershey's, which I guess is, again, is their prerogative to do so, is firing unvaccinated employees. And it's ridiculous. I thought Hershey's was a sweet company. <laughs> Not so sweet after all. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I guess you, you oh, can't. Wait. Which one is the? Oh. There we go. The, old, the good old laugh track for that one. So, yeah, it's just. It's upsetting to see companies who continue to go forward with this and uh, it, it's people's livelihoods. It's their careers. It's their lives. It's how they provide for their families. And now you are firing them because they are not getting a medical treatment. And to hear it come from the Supreme Court that is unconstitutional and then continue to do it is even worse. It's even worse. Yeah, not to mention the news that we've had recently come out over uh, natural immunity and how mm-hmm. who are you, how do you know whether... Most most or all of your employees have previously had COVID. Odds are that they have. And so they have. We know now that the natural immunity is stronger than that afforded to the vac- by the vaccine, or at least by two doses, according to you can get our facts right here. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, so that the fact that you could be hi- you could be firing someone who has better immunity to the virus than the one that you're requiring them to get <laughs> through the vaccine unless they, you know, that you're, or you're going to fire them. It, that's insane. Right, right. But this is about health and wellness. Now get back on that conveyor belt and make those Hershey's kisses that just literally cause heart attacks. <laughs> but this is about health and wellness here at McDonald's and Krispy Kreme and Hershey's Chocolate Company. Uh, the, just to, to look at this and not go, that's messed up is beyond me and how anybody can sit and cheer this which there will be people who go yay hershey's you're doing the right thing i can't wait to buy more of your candy while i sit at home with my double mask on and my triple vaccination pass in my hand just in case the police come knocking uh people are going to be cheering this on ridiculous hershey's 
I don't buy Hershey's anyways, but I won't be in the future. <laughs> I don't eat chocolate, but you know. You don't eat chocolate? I don't. Yeah. I don't eat chocolate, which is what Hershey's is famous for. So I'm just going to continue to go about my business. But now I'm going to do it even harder. I'm going to not buy your chocolate even harder. So you weren't eating the uh, the sexualized M&Ms either that they had to. I'm not. I'm not eating the new diversified, inclusive M&Ms that are wearing sneakers instead of pumps because sneak because pumps are uh, overtly feminine and, and promote gender roles. I will not be eating your bisexual red M&Ms or your pansexual green ones. So. So there. So there. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, more inclusivity. It's not just the M&Ms who are going inclusive anymore. Uh, you, you guys, it has to infiltrate every single part of your society. We have to indoctrinate you from every single angle. And if we are unsuccessful... We are unsuccessful, but I don't think they're going to be unsuccessful. They are moving on, and now it's coming to Sims. Do you play Sims, Taylor? I do not, but my wife does. She enjoys okay. it. Okay, so your wife plays Sims. I've never played Sims, but I have several friends who have played it. I'm not a, I'm I not a video like game. I played City, like 2001, okay. like the super old games, but not that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a video game player by any means, but here's, here's the report on Sims. Sims 4 is coming out. Uh, they write... Uh, EA has reported plans to enable gamers to use customizable pronouns while interacting in the digital Sims 4 world. Inclusivity is one of our key <laughs> commitments to increase more inclusive and positive experiences for our games. Imagine being mad that you can't put your pronouns in on your Sims. Like, imagine that upsetting you. Because I'm sure they've gotten strongly worded letters of, you know, your your avatars are not inclusive enough for my trans, non-binary, pregnant person uh, identifying self. I'm sure that's what sparks this. You know, that it's sad, but that's what's become the norm these days is it's just the expectation. We can't have uh, gender-specific bathrooms um, in the real world or in the virtual world in the metaverse right tell me about that because you said your your wife messaged you and said that the sims has been different and she's noticed some differences that have to do with like the wokeism that's happening right now yeah let me pull up the message here she okay. said um when they updated it recently where you can change how your sim uses the bathroom either standing up versus sitting um who they have sex with and whether or not they can get pregnant regardless of whether they're a man or woman so wow. that's all in addition to this updates do kids play Sims, right? I'm sure. Oh, gosh. This is just amazing. It's just amazing. I mean, we've we've seen this coming to video games for quite some time. Blizzard is super woke. Uh, Electronic Arts is super woke. Uh, the video game space, much to its chagrin, because I think a lot of gamers, specifically in America, are very anti-PC anti and anti-wokeness. If you've been in uh, like any sort of Xbox waiting room, you would know that. If you've been in the the little the lobby for Fortnite, you would know that gamers are not PC and they're not woke whatsoever. But apparently there are some, and it must be a, a loud minority. Um, yeah, it's always a loud minority. I would say, interestingly, like gaming culture or like esports culture, there are a lot of uh, woke. Um, there's a lot of wokeness in that world. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, yeah, but for the most people of like who are just everyday users of the games or just normal people who don't like all this woke stuff in, in their games. But even like on Twitch, though, if you watch some of the biggest Twitch streamers, 
just follow, you know, and I, I, who knows how many of them actually believe it and how many are just towing the, towing the party line because they do, they don't want to be the one who gets canceled for not being woke enough. Right. But, uh, I, I, if you follow or look into that, that, that world, which is huge, by the way, um, it is pretty dominated by wokeness. Yeah. And then you're going to have your little kid who Sims used to be, what it's, it's a virtual reality. So it's some sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's, figmented it's imagination but you you go on there as a kid and it's supposed to be uh just like a recreation of reality and now it, it's gonna have men who can get pregnant and uh sit down with when they pee which is fine if you're a guy who sits down when you pee by all means do your thing um <laughs> but i have a feeling it's meant to have an undertone sometimes your legs are tired you know, sometimes you your gotta... legs are tired and you guys got to sit down when you pee i totally totally get it take your time but... get some peace and quiet from everything going on exactly guys spend more time in the bathroom than <laughs> Anybody I've ever met. Anybody I've ever met. It's like, a sanctuary. I'm going to the bathroom and you come back like an <laughs> hour later. Well, now you can do that in your Sims world and you can sit down, which honestly, you know what? Maybe I don't take qualms with that. That's a win for you, gentlemen. Your virtual uh, your virtual avatar can now sit down on the toilet. I would, you know, I would be willing to make a compromise that let's put um, pregnant men and men who sit down when they, when they pee mm-hmm. and all this stuff in the metaverse and in the real and and in the 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 sims and all that yeah and then let's keep the real world real right and well i will totally accept that compromise yeah. you can do whatever you want in the metaverse we can just do this like woke world yeah. woke world yeah. so if you guys want a vr specifically for your inclusivity and your pronouns and your genderless beings your genderless non-binary beings by all means, go to work, woke world. Yeah, give them the meta, like woke people. You guys take the metaverse, honestly, and just go go as crazy as you want to with all that. Be be as woke as you want. Make everything, you know, just amorphous blobs that don't have gender, but do have as many pronouns as you want. I mean, whatever you want to do. Sure. The world is open to you. It's the metaverse. It's the future. Do all that. And then we'll just take old, good old reality, you know. Exactly. And you don't, you don't want to be here anyway. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to be in our world, you know. It's, it's, it's oppressive. Uh, and it, it holds you back, as as we've been told. So go to woke world and go to the metaverse and just do your do your thing. Grocery shop in your fake Walmart that looks exactly like real Walmart and has no desirable features other than the fact that it's now virtual. Be in that sort of Ready Player One world where the world is crawling, uh, is just falling apart around you, and you live in a slum, a favela, and you're in VR. Just do that. That'd be great. Next story here. This is just a funny one. This was trending on Twitter today. Golden Corral was trending on Twitter. And you might think, America's best buffet? Why is that trending? (laughs) Why is that trending on Twitter? Uh, It's trending because a massive brawl broke out in Golden Corral. And it's being speculated that it is because of a shortage of steak. That the Golden Corral didn't have steak anymore. Again, allegedly, we don't know this for sure. It has yet to be confirmed. But look at just the sheer size of this brawl. Here we go. Okay, the the lights are swinging, there's chairs flying. I'm just like, I'm wondering what happened. What what could have happened? This just looks like a very high stakes affair. (laughs) Stakes. I imagine this happens very rarely. (laughs) Oh, good one, Amala. We got any more? Um, Looks like I saw a few people getting tenderized. I guess you could say they were sorting out their beef. 
the steak wasn't the only thing that was bloody that night. <laughs> but the camera work on that uh, video was very well done. Oh, geez. We could go on for hours here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Taylor and I are, are never short of puns when it comes to stuff like this. But this is ridiculous. If you're ever sitting and thinking, you know what? I think society is going to come back. I think we have, you know, really evolved as humans. And I think we've really tapped into a bit of higher intelligence in this world and in this lifetime. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. And you want to stop feeling that? Uh, watch this video just immediately. Just save it to your camera roll if you're ever feeling optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like sometimes. On second thought, I will take the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought, Mark, hook me up. Beam me up, Marky. Um, <laughs> You know how sometimes you're just like, I don't know if this is just a girl thing, but sometimes you're just having a day or whatever and it's a normal day and you're like, I want to watch a sad movie right now. I just want to, yeah, you know, a girl thing. that's a girl thing. I, I get that all the time. I think, I think it is a, a pretty female thing, but this is it. I'm just going to save this to my phone. And instead of watching like saving private Ryan or my sister's keeper, I'm going to watch a bunch of people duke it out in a golden corral over them not having steak. That'll <laughs> bring you right down. Uh, it's simply amazing. Okay, guys. Uh, someone said it looks like the OK Corral, not the Golden Corral. <laughs> looks we'll like, give you a. We'll give you a laugh. Look like looks like the Bronze Corral to me. Tee hee hee ha ha. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, before we move on to our final segment, TikTok Tuesday, I want to urge you guys again: subscribe to the Will and Amala Live new channel called Will and Amala Live. Surprisingly enough. Taylor and I didn't just roll out all those puns for you to not subscribe to our channel. You know, that took a lot of effort. It took a lot of brain power and it was consistent. It was well done. Uh, we need you to subscribe for that. So comment down below which pun was the funniest on Will and Amala Live's channel when this stream is over and we'll see which one gets the most likes. Or leave Tomorrow, your own pun, by the way. Yes, leave your own pun. I, I don't know if I can think of any more that have to do with steak. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have I don't any. Know. I don't have I don't any. Know. But maybe the audience will help us out. Maybe the audience will help us out. Leave your own pun. Someone uh, says someone was fed up. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, guys. Looks like they got a raw deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, guys, final segment for today. Every single Tuesday, we react to TikTok, some specifically special TikToks that we find on the internet, typically on our favorite, one of our favorite Twitter accounts, Libs of TikTok. My girl who's running Libs of TikTok is holding it down and has no shortage of ridiculous leftists and sometimes really great conservative content. And this is one of those times where we get a really good conservative TikTok. You might have seen this girl on TikTok because her video has sort of blown up talking about her descent from, or I guess her ascension from leftism to conservatism. Uh, her TikTok handle is leftist underscore dropout. Go and give her a follow if you'd like to. But here's a TikTok that she put out talking about her journey and what it's been like. So, of course, I will make a video about how I feel on the right now. It's been really crazy because just since one of my videos got some, some views on it, um, people have been so nice to me. I mean, obviously, there are like the oddball leftists who are like mad that I left. But for the most part, all of the conservatives or people on the right, or even I've had like independence comments and I've had just people who are on the left, but understand the problems with the left. So many people have commented so many nice things. 
and I had so much support from like my family obviously but a lot of people that like I was really mean to when I was on the left I had to apologize to and all of them forgave me and were like you know I understand you were just in a weird time in your life and you know I forgive you for being so mean to me um and I have never felt more accepted than when I became a conservative like on the left, there are so many things that you cannot do and that you cannot say. And every single day, there are new things that you cannot do and cannot say. And it just got too fucking overwhelming. I couldn't keep up with everything that they wanted me to keep up with anymore. There we go. There's more to that video. If you want to go check it out, you can go check her out on TikTok as well. But uh, girl, same. Been there. Done that. Done it. You've run it back. <laughs> um, and... It's so true. When I went from leftist to conservative and then I sort of outed myself, as they say, so many conservatives were running to me and were like, this is so great. I love what you're doing. I support you in everything you do. It's so crazy that you're a leftist and all this stuff. And those are people that I would have wanted to punch in the face four years ago. And I was just such a mean spirited person when I was on the left because you think everybody's out to attack you and the world's pitted against you and the conservatives are horrible, hateful individuals and we can't stand them and all this stuff. And then you become a conservative and they're like, oh girl, don't worry about it. It's all fine. Thank you for admitting that you're wrong. I think the left does a great job of, of making a caricature of conservatives mm -hmm. and making uh, people think that there's just these horrible people who are waiting to, I don't know, berate, berate you, give you conversion therapy, subject you to torture until <laughs> you, you know, cover up your entire uh, body with a muumuu dress. And yep. like that, that they paint this picture of like these super bigoted racist people and um, everyone who I, you hear who leaves the left um, and has sort of a red pill experience is mm -hmm. like, I can't believe how wonderful people are. Yep. Yeah. And that was a big shock for me. I thought, oh my gosh, these... Conservatives are so mean. They're going to be so horrible and evil and mean-spirited. And then you meet them and go, oh, wow. I was wasn't, so wrong. Wasn't, we have a video on Prager. I forget what uh, what it's meshed up with. But it's Marion Williamson was caught on a hot mic saying, like, every time I'm on these the, with the conservatives, they treat me very well. But every mm -hmm. time I'm with the leftists, they're like very uh, wanting to control my speech and just very rude to me, etc. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And she goes on to say, you know, leftism is so hard and it is so hard. You have to keep up with so much on a daily basis. And every single month they come up with something new that you need to be offended about or that you need to work on or that you need to educate people about. You cannot physically keep up. I am really of the opinion that most leftists obviously do not believe most of the dogma and the ideology that they espouse, but they're too scared to come out and say something about it. They're too scared to speak out about that one issue. And it's it's a rightful fear. It's not it's not an irrational fear whatsoever because leftists say you have to toe the line of everything that I say. And if you deviate on one thing, whether that be immigration or transgenderism or or racism, you're you're out. You're not a part of this team anymore. So the stress that she explains feeling with having to keep up and having to constantly be so open about your virtue and how educated you are is a valid stress. It really is. It's just ridiculous. Siray yeah. on uh, our PragerU channel says, mm -hmm. reality will always welcome back their own. Yep. <laughs> Which is true. It's like, you know, there's never any like animosity. It's like, oh, I can't believe you were on the left. It's like, we're just glad, glad you made it. Yep. Glad you made it out. Welcome home, kid. Welcome home. <laughs> it's okay. Right. It's okay, honey. Do you need a hug? That's exactly what it's like. Now let's go from leftist uh, to conservative to 
angry leftist. And here is a blue haired leftist. You know, we say that phrase all the time, but here's an actual blue haired leftist speaking out about the freedom convoy and how upsetting it is. Little update on the hissy fit across the nation, also known as the freedom convoy. Because <laughs> I think half of them just got a no, anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, the, the, the Karen, the Karen crusade making their way to Ottawa halfway across the country to speak to our manager. I don't, I don't think they got to speak to him yet, but uh, they probably asked, asked for him at the very, the very least. <laughs> but they did, you know, they took the time to ruin a Perry Fox I'm concerned. statue, desecrate that, and you know, the grave of the un known soldier and that stuff you know they're they're pretty much doing lord's work <laughs> not all truckers <laughs> definitely not all truckers those truckers though yeah uh, okay. he needs some milk um i don't know like this uh therapy yeah, I, is that this, my isn't, prescription? this isn't even one of those where it's like, haha, wow, this person's so kind of crazy. It's kind of like sad. Yeah, that was just very, very weird. Um, yeah, imagine being mad that people don't want to get something that you're trying to force on them. And imagine calling those people Karens for actually doing something. And when the left loves to talk about civil disobedience, but when conservatives do it, it's not even conservatives do it. It's when people who value their freedom and their choice mm -hmm. and their liberty do it. Because this is people across the aisle who are a part of this freedom convoy and who are uh, you know, family members of truckers, who are truckers, who are going and descending on Ottawa to do this. Uh, so imagine being mad that people want their liberties. Imagine that upsetting you and then you calling them Karens and then to go on and spout this propaganda about them desecrating statues, which is not true at all. If you go and look up the pictures of the statues that uh, are in question, the truckers put a sign, a cardboard sign in the statue's hand that says freedom and tied a flag around it. That's not exactly defacing or vandalizing a statue. Uh not not at all like what was seen here in America with us literally defacing and vandalizing the statues of our founding fathers and taking them out of city councils. So come on now. Come on now. This criticism is just ridiculous. Yeah. The double standard is real. Yes, it, it really is. Uh, there's that's that's proof of mental hysteria there if nothing else one last one here if you really thought that one wasn't weird enough uh and you know if you want to put two more people in therapy here are two doctors talking about what you should do in relation to covid and your vaccination and children here we go ready ready roll call uh, my name's nicole and i'm a doctor for kids and I help parents not lift their lids. Woo! Ready? Ready. Roll call. I'm Dr. Todd. I know the tricks to keeping kids from getting sick. Woo! Oh my God, Todd, I, what are we gonna do? It's like, people just don't believe us anymore. I know, I know, Nicole. You know what? These people would rather just listen to some random person or somebody on social media. I bet they couldn't even pass Mr. Jenkins' ninth grade science class. I... Condescension always works when you're trying to make an argument. Always works to be condescending and tell people that they're not educated enough to pass a science class. Let's continue. I totally know what you're saying, Todd. And but I just, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Maybe. Wait. What if we created the perfect cheer? Vaccinate. 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 
Who's that girl talking about vaccines? It's me. It's me. Who's that girl talking about vaccines? <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. C O V I D. COVID. You can take our name. It's like a car crash that you just like can't take your eyes off of. That was I. Why did you show that? <laughs> the eyes are burned. The, the data energy is uh, flowing. It really is. It really is. I am getting a strong, a strong uh, sense of, of soy milk from this video. <laughs> I'm, I'm really tasting soy milk uh, in this particular in this particular blend. I hope these two people are married. I really do, because there will be no greater match when it comes to... I hope this to, was consensual. I hope this was consensual. At times, it did feel forced. It did feel like one of these people. I don't know who's forcing who. If you're under duress, blink twice. Honestly. But to think that two people came together and thought this was a good idea and then executed this and then posted it publicly, if they are not married, I don't know what to tell you. They, they will never find somebody with more chemistry uh, and, and, and just more continuity than, than, than each other. Speak for yourself, Amala. I have changed my mind. I'm not going to listen to some random person on the internet who's doesn't even can't even pass a ninth grade science test. Right. These guys with their cheer, like seeing his midriff exposed yes. when he jumped up and down, yes, is just persuaded me. It was a picture of health. I need to listen to, yeah, that healthy science man who's telling me not to listen to some random person on social media right. in his video on social media right. of his random self spreading. <laughs> Misinformation. Right. Dr. Robert Malone? Are you kidding me? Dr. Peter McCullough? Uh, both reputable, incredible doctors who work in the field that we're talking about? No. I want to TikTok doctors who make cheers about getting vaccinated. That's who I trust. Put them on CNN. Brian Stelter. Pretty, pretty please. Uh, and guys, that ends TikTok Tuesday. We had to end on a cringy note. I've got an ab workout from just cringing watching this. Yeah. So it was needed. It, the ab workout? I mean, it was needed that I watched this and suffered through it. So you have to. I had to pre-screen these TikToks. So. Thanks. You're very welcome. <laughs> We're all very grateful. <laughs> you should be very grateful to me. And if you are grateful, subscribe to Will and Amala Live on YouTube. I'm going to plug this for the third time. Will and Amala Live, our new channel on YouTube. Please subscribe. I want nothing else from you, but for you to subscribe to Will and Amala Live on YouTube and watch the show. Guys, that concludes our show. Comment down below your, your steak puns. Um, for the Golden Corral lack of steak brawl. And comment down below, who do you trust more? Brian Stelter and these two TikTok doctors or Joe Rogan, Peter McCullough, and Dr. Robert Malone? You let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting at the edge of my seat wondering what you're going to say. Uh, but guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for watching. I have an announcement actually before you leave. Tonight on Fox News, if you guys watch Fox News, I will be on the Laura Ingram show, The Ingram Angle. Okay. I'm going to be on Laura Ingram show on Fox News tonight at around 7, 7.20 Pacific and 10.20 uh, Eastern. So guys, don't 
miss it, go and check it out. It'll be my first time on Fox News, so I'm extremely excited. And I think we're going to talk about me getting protested at Winona State University. Maybe springboard off of that and talk some other issues. So Such guys, as America's need to subscribe to the new Will and Amala Live YouTube channel. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to try to sneak in the smoothest segue plug of Will and Amala yeah. Live on the Ingram angle tonight on Fox News. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. We're going to be back tomorrow, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. We will have some hot stories and some hot takes for you. Plus, it's Wednesday, so we'll have something fun planned for the end of the show. Again, comment your favorite steak pun and which doctors you trust, uh, Joe Rogan's or these TikTok ones. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, guys.